right. Greetings, divine spirit, and welcome to another episode of Deepen in the Divine Radio. I think this is episode number nine, and it's January 26, 2018. I hope everyone's doing great, wonderful, and enjoying the start of 2018. I hope you also enjoyed the intro music that you heard. That was a song called Run to the Sun. Uh, that I recorded when I was living back in Seattle. So hello to anybody listening from Seattle. I uh, love that city, love that town. Hopefully we'll be back soon to visit again. And for today's show topic, I'm I'm actually really excited about this just because it's something, it's a topic uh, near and dear to my heart and that I use Oracle cards. Um, not as much as I did when I first started doing like intuitive readings, especially in like when I was in a medical physical bookstores doing things, but using Oracle cards as a way to get guidance either for yourself um, or if you want to help other people out. So I figured that would be a really cool, fun topic to talk about today. I'm just going to go through the Oracle card decks that I use, how I got started in it. <clears throat> also, um, I came up with what I think is a, a pretty unique um, approach to using the Oracle cards um, that I actually started using when I was uh, working at um, Sacred Pass Bookstore in um, the Bay Area, which is unfortunately closed, but that's where I kind of got my start doing intuitive readings. And, and many thanks to Darren Owens, who originally was going to be on today's show, but uh, unfortunately due to scheduling issues, um, wasn't able to be on today, but... Um, hopefully we'll get him on the show again, um, at some point. That'd be great. And Darren, if you're listening, love you. Hope you're doing great. Um, and as a reminder, um, you can call in if you're listening live today on January 26th. And I'd love, if you call in today, I'd love to do like an on, on the air, uh, Oracle card reading for you. Um, just have like a question, like just a, uh, a life question, you know, it could be around relationships, career, finances, um, health or anything going on in your life, and we'll figure out what kind of reading to do. Um, but if you want to call in and be a part of the show, you can by dialing 888-429-5471, and that's within the U.S. That's 888-429-5471. Uh, if you're outside of the U.S., you can call the direct line, and that's 323-744-4841. 323 4841. Awesome. And I'll, I'll bring those or I'll mention those phone numbers again as we go throughout the show because I'd love to have someone uh, call in and participate. That'd be awesome. Otherwise, you'll hear me do a reading for myself, which is also, I think, um, something that's really worthwhile to at least listen and hear how that's done. But as always, I like to do a couple things at the start of the show. Uh, first, we'll start with a quote from A Course in Miracles. And so the quote that um, I wanted to use today is from the text. It's from chapter 5, section 2, and it's paragraph 5. And it is, God does not guide because he can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies there is a right way and also a wrong way, one to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. The choice for the Holy Spirit is the choice for God. God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of him. When you chose to leave him, he gave you a voice to speak for him because he could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice. 
And I love quotes from A Course in Miracles. Like in this one paragraph, it really speaks to or hints at the whole metaphysics of what A Course in Miracles basically, uh, the perspective from A Course in Miracles, which is basically that we made a decision to create apart from God. And in that moment, it created a, a chain of event, a series of events that basically created the ego and created all these forms of separation, which now look like the dream or the illusion that we're going through. And in this case, it's addressing um, the fact that God can only share perfect knowledge. If we're looking for guidance, that basically means we're, we're operating within the realm of the illusion, and only the voice of the Holy Spirit can really lead us out of the illusion or is in the right mind, so to speak, in our fractured mind that requires healing. So I love that quote. And um, yeah, if, if you have any A Course in Miracles quotes, I'd love to hear them or what they mean to you. You can uh, either dial in the show or just drop me a line. Uh, my email address, the best way to reach me is storyteller at kreitza.com. And kreitza is K-R-Y-T-S-A.com. Awesome. All right. And also, what I'd like to do at the beginning of the show is, is kind of take a pause for a little gratitude, gratitude minute. And so for me, I want to thank all, or I'm just grateful for all of the A Course in Miracles teachers and authors that are out there helping to heal our collective mind and also live the happy dream. Um, like Gary Renard, my, who's been one of my favorite authors for many years, ever since The Disappearance of the Universe came out. And I also have super exciting news, and that is that on the next Deepen in the Divine Radio on uh, Friday, February 9th, Gary Renard is going to be my guest on the show. I am so, so excited. Um, I can't wait to have him on the show. And we're going to talk about his latest book, um, The Lifetimes That Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other. It is an amazing book. Um, out of the four books, um, it's one of my favorites. I There's... I was really surprised by how much of an impact that book had on me, especially after reading Gary's first three books. And, you know, it talks a lot about A Course in Miracles and how to practice forgiveness. But there's something in the messages in this book. It really affected me at a deep level. I'm still trying to understand exactly how it impacted me. But um, kind of rambling on here, but I love Gary Renard. I am so excited that he's going to be on the show on February 9th. Um, another A Course in Miracles teacher that I'm just so grateful uh, for having in my life is Reverend Maria Felipe. Uh, some of you may remember she was on the show back in December uh, with her book, Live Your Happy. And she's also out there doing a lot of workshops, a lot of online classes. Highly recommend you check out uh, mariafelipe.com. Uh, then, of course, some of the big ones out there, Gabby Bernstein, Marianne Williamson, another a uh, couple other authors from Hay House. Um, both, you know, use A Course in Miracles and the teachings of A Course in Miracles to start waking people up. And another author that I'm really excited about is uh, Corinne Zupko. And she actually has a new book that's just going to come out, I believe it's early next month. And her book is called From Anxiety to Love. And she also is uh, A Course in Miracles student and teacher. And she's also going to be on the show. I can't wait for that uh, as well, um, because I think dealing with anxiety in our society especially is so important, but then dealing with it in a way of using A Course in Miracles is super important, and I can't wait to talk to her about um, her book uh, on the show, which will be March 9th, so a month after Gary's on the show. 
So exciting, exciting. I uh, can't wait. This is going to be great. All right. So on to the show topic, which is guidance using Oracle cards. And again, if you want to participate, if you'd like to get a reading um, on the air, the toll-free number is 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Call in at any time during the hour. Um, if you're outside the U.S., that number is 323-744-4841. Again, that's 323-744-4841. All right. Um, so just real quickly, I thought I would just introduce how I got started using Oracle cards. I think I'd used them off and on, you know, ever since I kind of started getting into metaphysics, um, you know, like mid-2000s. Um, and just wasn't sure if, you know, if I was using them right. Uh, um, you know, I was really trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life, trying to decide should I leave my corporate job at the time. I was working at Boeing for my first round, I, I like to say. And and thinking, oh, I also want to be a life coach. What should I do? So I used Oracle cards to kind of figure that out. But it wasn't until um, basically I started working as an intuitive or a psychic at, at Sacred Paths Bookstore, which was in San Mateo, California, um, which unfortunately is closed, like a lot of metaphysical bookstores in the Bay Area and probably around the country. Um, but I was brought in again. Darren Owens was a huge influence there to bring me in, and. Um, I just started, I felt like I needed to have basically some sort of set of tools to help me get going because I was still pretty nervous. I was still pretty new. I'd only been doing intuitive readings for about a year before I got into the bookstore. And so I found that using Oracle cards was a great way to kind of relax me, <laughs> allow me to kind of trust information that I was getting. And I loved how you could use cards, you know, you could always read from the booklets that come with the Oracle decks. Um, but what I started to find was that the, um, you know, the pictures or the colors or even sometimes the words on different card decks was all I needed to kind of go off of, especially once you start to develop your own intuition um, and start to feel, you know, what does this card mean for me now or for another person in this moment? Because it could mean different things depending on the topic or what your the intuitive information that you're getting, especially from your own guides or the other person's guides, that type of thing. And so I don't use them as much anymore, to be honest, in when I'm doing intuitive readings. I'll still feel the call to pull them out once in a while. Um, but I do like to pull them for myself um, fairly often still. So that's why I felt like on the, on the show today we could talk about how to use Oracle cards for personal, your own personal use, or to help other people. And so what I would say, especially if you're using um, Oracle card decks uh, for yourself, you know, some great things to use them for would be, you know, like a theme for the day. Just, you know, grab one of your favorite decks and I'm going to go through what mine are in a little bit here. Um, and, you know, some people feel that you need to shuffle them all the time or maybe cleanse them all the time. And um, I personally don't feel that need if, if I'm the only one that's been handling them. Uh, I don't typically do a whole lot of extra shuffling or cleansing. Um, even when I'm doing um, readings for other people and I use the deck for them, I don't feel like I need to cleanse or clean. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. Um, but basically, I'll just kind of intuitively shuffle through the deck or just kind of open it up and I'll grab whatever card I feel that is 
um, relevant or what I need to hear um, for the day. Like I just, um, I'm holding on to Doreen Virtue's Ascended Master deck and I was just kind of thumbing through that and kind of in my mind going, okay, what, what do I need to know right now? And so I pulled out the Flow of Prosperity card, which is Lakshmi. Um, and I'm looking at the picture and the symbols and then they're not calling to me. To me right now in this moment, I'm feeling that I need to remind myself flow of prosperity because like many people, I think it's easy to think, you know, we're limited and, um, you know, that we're, we're stuck within boxes, especially when it comes to prosperity. And I've been learning recently that that's not true. And I've been seeing my box expand, which has been awesome. So this is a nice little reminder to pull. Um, I think typically one of the like the typical um, layouts, I guess you could say, that I like to use personally with with an Oracle deck card would be a situation that's going on in my life, and I'm looking for more information around it. And so I'll do like a three card spread, which will be past, present, and future. Um, and then, quite honestly, when it gets into the future part of it, sometimes I might say, "Okay, I just want to know what's going on in the first, you know, in the next couple weeks." And then I might feel the urge to go, okay, what's going on in the next few months? And so I'll start adding to the future pile, you know, like weeks, months, year, a couple years. I don't go, I usually don't go too far out past that because I just feel like um, intuitive guided information beyond, I mean, even beyond several months sometimes is just, um, can change, uh, especially in today's day and age, I guess you could say. <laughs> um but definitely thinking about, you know, what's what's a life issue or life question that I have and then looking at past, present, future or futures. Um, there's, you know, all kinds of different layouts like crosses um, or uh, like Celtic cross. Um, gosh, now I'm, I can't believe I'm going to blank on some of the other names, which I, I typically don't use some of the more complex um layouts, especially for myself, or even for other people for that matter. Um, I think just sticking with the, the past, present, or future, and then looking at multiple futures or maybe multiple present um, messages uh, is more important because I think people just need to get to the heart of, okay, either what's the result or what should I do? Whereas a lot of the other layouts will get into reasons why. And I kind of skip or avoid reasons why. I don't think that that matters quite as much. That's my opinion. Um, other folks might feel differently, and then that's just fine. Um, yeah, that's why I would say, you know, you can even get into creating your own layout, you know, whether you're doing this for yourself or for other people. And that's kind of how I came up with my higher self, lower self, Oracle card deck process, which we're going to talk about and go through an example here in a little bit. Um, but then when it comes to doing um, intuitive readings with Oracle cards for other people, uh, I think it's good. The process that I like to go through is to have the other person or the client think about a situation or question they would like answered. Um, I don't think it's important that you need to know what that is up front. I think at some point, though, during um, going through the cards, you'll need to know that Um but I think sometimes it's good to just have them be really clear on what their question is or what the situation is that they're looking for guidance around. Um, and then, you know, most of what I do is just like this. You know, the person can't see what's going on. Sometimes I'll do things on Skype or on the phone. And, you know, I'll have uh, – it's I kind of – maybe I'm just a controlling person. <laughs> but sometimes I'll pick cards for people 
or sometimes I'll feel like um, I want them to do it. And so I'll just say, okay, I'm shuffling through the deck. And when you feel like I should stop, tell me to stop. And then I'm going to grab the, the top card. Um, or if we're doing Skype, I guess sometimes I can hold up cards, but it's really hard to get them to point and go, oh, is this the one you're looking at? You know. Um, so just some way to keep it simple if you're not with someone physically. If you're with them physically, then um, I think it's perfectly fine to just hand the deck over to them. You know, This is where you probably get, want to get into clearing um, the card deck out. And when I talk about clearing or uh, what I mean by clearing is um, especially if, if you have had uh, even a, a level one Reiki attunement, that's great. You can just do like a Choku Rei um, and cleanse the deck out that way. Or just holding your hands over the deck with the intention of clearing it is perfectly fine. Um, I know some people will call in, you know, like their favorite archetype. And by archetype, I mean like a saint, an angel, archangel, or ascended master and have them clear the deck out. I'd say, you know, whatever works for you, whatever you feel most comfortable doing, perfectly fine, you know. Um, but I do think it's it's probably a good idea to clear um, decks out when you have other people handling the, the Oracle card deck. It just I think it just helps because I do think there there is – you know, people leave traces of their energy around or en energy signature around. It could kind of confuse the reading. I've definitely seen that before. I'm trying to remember. Uh, and this is, I think, when I was working down in the Bay Area, sometimes um, people would hire us, intuitive psychics, whatever, to go to parties and we'd sit at tables. And I remember one time doing uh, some intuitive readings with Oracle cards. And I started to see a pattern where it was like the same cards were coming up, and I realized, oh man, I'm not, I'm not clearing the deck out like I should. Once I did that, the next person that came in, they had all different cards. So you know, I feel bad for the few people that probably didn't get the most accurate reading, but um, learned a lesson there. So I think it is important to to clear decks um, before doing having other people pick them up and uh, picking cards out for their situation. Um, and then, you know, again, working with other people, there's all the different configuration of card, uh, Oracle layout cards, uh, usually in the booklets that come with the cards, they all have different suggestions. I recommend definitely getting at least a, or looking at a few different decks because you'll see different layouts or configurations that you can do. But again, my, um, my go-to is just the simple past, present, future, and then playing off if people want to know more about the past, the present, or the future, and just adding cards um, is basically the way I feel it. Um, I just will kind of pick up information and just get a feeling like, oh, there's something more here. It's not just this one card. Or maybe sometimes I'll be, if I'm going through the deck, I'll be like, you know, I'm feeling um, this card towards the top, and then for some reason I'm feeling this card towards the bottom. We need to look at both of them. And uh, being able to see what's going on. Uh, or what might help fill out the story <laughs> of what's going on for the individual that you're doing reading a reading for, and what they're look, you know, the question that they're trying to get answered. Um, and, and again, you know, f just keep following a line of questioning. Um, as an example, you know, what following a line of questioning might look like is you might be doing something like someone might be saying, you know, am I getting ready to make a transition in my career? You look at past, present, future, and the future card is maybe something really, it could be something negative. It, it depends on like, like the card deck that you're using. Um, 
like for example the osho zen tarot deck i love it this is one of the decks that i use especially for lower self because it has a really good mix of you know positive cards and all not so positive cards uh for example like here's a a card in the osho zen tarot deck uh called clinging to the past and there's a picture of a woman with a big blockhead (laughs) and a lot of crazy stuff going on inside the block um and, you know, like if a card comes up like that for the future, then it's kind of like, okay, you're clinging to the past and, and maybe you want to ask, well, what are you clinging to? And, and pull a card or two for that or what's getting in the way or what if you cleared this, you know, then what would happen? Just the, that's, those are examples of how you can start um, digging around the, the, the original card that you pulled and trying to get a, a better story around it. Or maybe you'll just get some intuitive information and you can help explain like, uh, yeah, this clinging to the past card came up and what I'm feeling is that uh, if you let this go, then X or Y will, will probably present itself where you can pull a card again. So that's a quick example. Um, and then in any reading, uh, as- aside from pulling only one card, if you're pulling more than one card, then some sort of a theme um, starts to, to come up, or at least that's been my experience and experience of other readers. Uh, for example, Deidre uh, Wong, who's a good friend of mine, she's a, a great uh, tarot reader. And we've talked about this before that, um, you know, during uh, readings for other people, it's pretty amazing, one, how accurate the cards are, uh, but also um, how themes start to show up or present themselves um, as you're doing a reading, not only for other people, but for yourself. And um, it it's really kind of neat how that happens. Um I, I'm trying to think of uh, what would be a good example. Um, and while I'm thinking about that, I did want to mention um, Deidre Wong is a great Tarot reader, Oracle card reader. You can check her out at tarotperspectives.com. Highly recommend it. I think you'll find that Deidre is pretty awesome. She's a great person, and she's very intuitive. She's great with, with card decks. Just love it. Um, but I guess as far as... Um, an example of a theme, um, like sometimes people might pull like just really super positive, amazing cards and you're like, wow, you know, the theme here is like everything's looking good and also you're just like really supportive, you're on the right path, um, you know, you've got a full team behind you on whatever, you know, whatever your question is. Typically I'll see that with either a certain partner they're curious about or a certain career path that they're looking at. Whereas, you know, sometimes um, you'll see cards where it's, they're not quite as positive all the way through. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is clearly saying this is probably not the best path forward for you. Um, and it, it, that could be a little bit difficult conversation to have with someone, especially if they're really attached to the outcome being like a yes or, or going a certain way. Again, where I've seen people get super attached is if they're trying to find out about a certain um, – person that they're either in a relationship with and they want it to last or um, a person that they want to bring in a relationship. Um, but it's clear, like from the cards, the theme is like, no, nope, this just isn't going to work out. And I think that's where I've gotten a lot of pushback in the past from people kind of like, what? That doesn't make sense. That's not, you know, 
And you just kind of have to work with it. Also, just trust in the cards, trust in your intuition, and just know that whatever's showing up, you know, there's a tendency to judge the cards and go, they're right or wrong. The way I look at it is um, the message needs to be heard in this way at this time for whatever reason. I don't have to know why. It's just that I just interpret what they're saying and what they mean, uh, the theme that's showing up, and then moving forward from there. Um, because maybe it's, it's it might say like, oh, this is a negative theme for your relationship. Um, not that maybe the relationship won't eventually work out at some point, but f- maybe it'll get them to kind of let go a little bit. Like maybe this the person's been a little too controlling around their relationship or with their partner and they need to hear like, oh, this probably isn't going to work out so that they just kind of maybe don't control it so much or let start letting it go and then that opens things back up again. That's a quick example, I guess, of themes and how to handle themes and especially handle like some, maybe some difficult conversations that you might need to have with another person. Um, or if negative things show up and you're doing a reading for yourself, I think it takes a lot of <laughs> Um, skill practice and letting go to be like, okay, all right, so this isn't the uh, the results of the cards that I was hoping for. So what you know, what can I do with this? How can I um, basically use this information in a way that's positive or will end in a way that I can be happy? And that takes definitely a lot of practice <laughs> and a lot of letting go and and just kind of going, okay, um, or again, what can happen is just questioning, follow a line of questioning, like, okay, this original layout isn't very positive. And maybe it's like, oh, well, maybe I am controlling the situation. You can ask like, well, what would happen? What would be the outcome if I just let this go and I stop controlling so much? And then you'll start probably start to see a pattern, a different pattern emerge with, with questions like that, as an example. And once again, I I really feel that the cards tend to be very accurate. Um, I, I it's been pretty rare when I've encountered. I can't even actually remember a time when I was doing a reading with with oracle cards and someone said, "Oh, that's completely wrong." Nope, not at all. Um, I'm just blown away by how accurate um, oracle cards could be, especially you know cleaning cleaning the deck up out and then um using especially helping by using your own intuition to interpret what the cards are saying um or something you could sometimes you can just read right from the book as well or the little booklet that comes with them um and again like sometimes sometimes people get really worried about process and how to follow the exact right process um you know like should i only reveal one card at a time or can I reveal all the cards? Um, also, there are some decks where they tend to put an emphasis or there's actually writing in the booklet if the card comes comes out right side or upside down. Um, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the upside down. Like if the card's upside down, it has a negative interpretation or opposite interpretation. Um, there's a deck... Uh, by me, yeah, the fairy, uh, fairy oracle deck, Be- very, very beautiful deck, um, but it's really heavy. It can be pretty heavy, pretty negative, and it definitely gets into the right side up or upside down interpretation. And 
it's kind of up to you to decide if if you want to do a reading like that where it, the the orientation of the card really matters. Um, typically for me, especially lately in the last several years, I don't worry about the orientation of the card. I just will turn it back around so it's right side up. Um, occasionally, especially when I'm doing readings for myself, I'll, uh, and especially when I know I'm going to pull like from the fairy oracle deck card, then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to play by the rules and just see what, what comes up out of this. Um, see what other rules do people have about um, doing oracle cards. Um, some people think that, yeah, the cards can't touch each other. Like once you start pulling them, <laughs> I don't know why I've, I've seen that before. I don't personally think that matters. Um, or some people get into like uh, OCD almost and like the cards have to be perfectly spaced out and look like perfectly laid out. I, I'm pretty sloppy. I just let them fall wherever they need to. As long as I have a general idea of what each card represented, that's all that really matters to me. Um, let's see, we talked about cleansing the cards, um, and then when it comes to picking a deck, um, I, I just say whatever feels right to you or whatever, especially the art, um, the art's usually what grabs a lot of people. And I think that's why there's so many different decks out there and so many different illustration styles that are out there. Um, because I think people want to have decks that really appeal to them or excite them or kind of light their hearts up, you know, when they're using them. I think that's, that's always a good approach. Just go with a deck that looks great to you. Um, or again, a deck that has a theme that you really resonate with. And this is now getting into, um, the decks that I love to use. Um, and I'll explain the decks that I have and why. So the first one, the first deck I think that I did ever buy was in, I was in Sedona, Arizona and bought the Osho Zen Tarot deck. And, um, I really loved this deck, um, just because I was really into Osho at the time one, um, and all the books that he wrote, especially on meditation, things like that. Um, but I also liked how there is a wide variety of, of potential outcomes, because uh, some decks are just mostly pretty positive, like the Doreen Virtue, Ascended Masters, or Archangel decks, usually mostly positive, which is why I use them for different things. So like the Osho Zen Tarot deck, because it's got a good range of potential outcomes, I usually use this when I do my lower self, higher self deck spread for the lower self. Um, the same with a deck, uh, the Fairy um, Oracle card deck um which is by the fairies oracle by brian froud and again this has got a really good range the the cards are beautiful but the the messages can be kind of dark and some of the pictures can be a little dark as well so i feel like that that's a good deck to put in if if i'm doing like a lower self versus higher self um spread um Again, the two Doreen Virtue decks, the Ascended Masters and the Archangels. I tend to use the Ascended Master deck more than most decks for some reason. Because um, to me, it's getting close to the, like that super high frequency. Like Personally, and I'm kind of feeling like the same way that Doreen Virtue is going in, in her professional life, which is you know directing people more to God or to Holy Spirit. 
um, versus kind of dealing with the angels and uh, basically lower vibrational forms of God um, because they're part of this duality. They're not really pure God. And so I'm kind of feeling that same way. So to me, the closest deck I've seen is the Ascended Master deck. Um, or I know there's some Jesus um, and Virgin Mary decks out there, but for whatever reason, those haven't called me yet. Um, and personally, I know when I publish Masters of Love, hopefully this year, um, you know, because it's the story of Yeshua, Jesus, and Mary Magdalene, I'd love to have that kind of a deck because, you know, they're they're archetypes now of ascended masters um and then having god in there and holy spirit i think will be really important um but other decks that i like to use kuan yin oracle by alana fairchild very beautiful deck um kuan yin is a very nice energy to connect with i always feel like um kuan yin can kind of get in your face but it's it's kind of like also very loving and supportive at the same time um then there's the magdalene oracle by tony salerno um, and again, because I resonate so much with Mary Magdalene, especially after writing Masters of Love, it's the closest uh, deck that I found to kind of being able to tune into the Mary Magdalene energy. And then just for um, reminders and uh, picking a card for the day, the Enlighten- Enlightenment Cards by Gary Renard. Love that deck. Um, and it's got basically quotes from uh, his book, um, the disappearance of the universe and, and basically a lot of of course in miracles themed messages so those are the the card decks that i use and um again mostly i'll use the ascended master deck for most people um sometimes i'll i'll be called to use different decks depending on who i'm working with but if i'm doing readings for myself it's typically at the ascended master deck uh again for example i've got a card <coughs> excuse me i've got that deck right in front of me and I'm just going to pull a card, just kind of like, hey, what, you know, like, uh, here's an example. Like, what's the theme for 2018 for me? And I felt drawn towards a card towards the bottom of the deck, turn it around, and crystals. Uh, to be honest with you, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me right now. Um, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I like crystals. I like them. Um, but what does this mean for me? And again, I something's going on here. So I literally pulled the flow of prosperity card again. So when I start pulling the same card over and over again, um, I know I need to stop questioning and, and really pay attention to it. Um, cause I, you know, I love crystals. My wife loves crystals. We have them around the house. And so maybe it means if I put one closer to my bed or maybe carry one around, it's going to remind me about this flow of prosperity thing that I'm working on right now. So I'm going to listen. I love this stuff. This is amazing. And I should mention that the crystals card, right before I did a reading today, I did a reading this morning for someone that the card I pulled for her was crystals. So something's going on with this card as well. Um, So it blows me away. Um, Some people might say, oh, well, those cards are, you know, sticky or something. And so that's why you're picking them. But no, I'm literally I've shuffled this deck around. And this is a great this is a great example of recurring theme. And you might notice this too, I should mention, if you're doing readings for other people, um, that even though you're giving the reading for them, you might see the same, like a certain card come up over and over again. You might do like three or four of these readings in a day and you're like, okay, I've, I've also seen this one card many times and it's usually can be 
can be a message back to you as well. So just pay attention. Nothing. It's not always just for the other person. You know, you're involved too in the reading, and so pay attention to what what's coming up for the other person. Okay. Um, and again, just as a reminder, if you want to call in, I'm going to get into um, the demonstration part of the show. So if you would like a reading, eight eight eight. Four two nine five four seven one, toll free. Okay, so I want to get into the the card layout that I kind of that I came up with when I was working in the bookstore, the metaphysical bookstore, and that was basically I don't know I can't even remember how it started, but I just felt the urge that um, just using like one card deck um, only gave part of the story. And there is something like, especially if I just used the Ascended Master deck, it was all positive. But if I used just the Osho Zen Tarot deck, it sometimes could be all negative. And I felt like there should be, especially, you know, if, if we're in the world of bodies, we're in the world of duality. Um, and I, I also noticed when I was doing like channeling work and, and listening to other channel work, like if, if you're channeling your higher self, it's typically going to be very positive and just kind of like, just chill out, relax, let it go, you know, those kinds of messages, which I think are important. But then at the same time, people want like really practical information around like what's the outcome going to be if they do go down a certain path or um, basically make certain decisions. And so that's why I felt like having a higher self spread and underneath it a lower self spread um, can give you a really full and complete reading um, for that moment or that day. And so that's what I wanted to talk about. So for the lower self card deck, I, like I said before, I usually use the Osho deck or the fairy deck. Um, I, I just feel like they have really good, um, a good spectrum across negative and positive. And then for the, the higher self, and what I'm going to do for the demo today is the Ascended Master deck or the Archangel deck or like the Magdalene deck, whatever is kind of speaking to me personally or to the other person. Like sometimes when I'm doing a reading for someone, I'll ask them, okay, I've got these bunch of card decks, like what calls to you and have them pick. Um, but basically I'm going to, I guess since no one's going to call in today, I'll do uh, a self reading. Sheldon is with us. Mr. Sheldon has called in. Oh, man, that would be perfect. Let's get Mr. Sheldon on. <laughs> are you there? Sheldon Joe, you are on the air. How are you doing, Sheldon? I'm doing great. How are you, brother? <laughs> doing, yeah, doing great as well. Great to hear your voice. I, I didn't, I missed the beginning. I uh, just got in in the last 10 or so minutes. So, No problem. Tell you didn't miss anything at all. <laughs> I basically, we basically just Whatever. sat in silence for the first no just kidding um but yeah you perfect timing so yeah i just wanted to demo i think it's easier to demonstrate with somebody else being present versus doing like my own a reading for myself but i think i've done this for you before sheldon where i did like a higher self and a lower self spread do you remember yeah, that years ago yeah. we did that and it was um uh super profound actually that was a long time ago when you did that. Yeah, I, th I think it's a really well-balanced, a, gr a great way to get a ton of information in a short amount of time. And so if you're mm -hmm. willing, 
let's do a demonstration for people. Uh, obviously, I'll have to describe the cards to you as we're as we're doing this. Um, but do you have like a a question or a theme that you're looking for an answer in your life? Well, yeah, I think um, this you know new project I'm moving forward through. Um, mm-hmm. Mindfulness in the kind of commercial, you know, commercial sector, business sector, and all that kind of stuff, and just out there in public on a different level, how that, how that's going to shape up for me. Okay, yeah, kind of like what's the outcome of you moving in this new direction, career-wise? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I think the way we'll do this, I'm going to start with the lower self first, and we're going to do, we're going to do a card for the past, a card for the present, a card for the future. And what I'm going to do is start shuffling through the deck, and this is a card for the past, and just tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. All right. And now a card for the present, and tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. And a card for the future, for lower self. Stop. Okay. Ooh, actually, two cards. Well, they're stuck together, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm feeling like they don't go together. So there's a good example of kind of going with your gut on the fly. All right, now we're gonna move to the higher self, and um, for the higher self, do you, do you feel called to use the Ascended Master deck or the Archangel deck? Uh, the Ascended Master deck. Awesome. Okay, good. I'm just going to give a quick shuffle. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm going to start shuffling through. We're going to start with past and just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, let's go with present. Tell me when to stop. Stop. And future. Stop. Okay, great. Um, and so, because no one can see what's going on, I'm just going to flip all the cards over uh, at the same time. But on the phone, since we're kind of doing this just by audio only, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the lower self, and we'll go through all of the cards for the lower self first. I think sometimes I'll jump back and forth, like the pat. Well, no, I take that back. Let's do that. We'll do the past for lower self and higher self, then go to the present and then the future. How's that sound? Perfect. Awesome. So what's interesting is so the past lower self, you know, with regard to like career and what to do so it's interesting because the past lower self card is sorrow and it's just a picture of of he looks like a monk and he's just kind of crying he's got a lot of lines and he looks really tired and pretty stressed out sound familiar (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that one does fit right 
Um, and then on the higher self side for the past, Baba G. 80 hours a week doesn't make you tired, does it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Especially with no, you know, with all the stress of like your customers. Sheldon used to work in a auto body shop and man, some of the stories you told me of customers, man, you were a saint getting through that. <laughs> um, but on the higher self in the past, Baba G came up um, and it, the, the card theme for Baba G is yoga, but for me, I'm kind of drawn intuitively to how Babaji is like his hands are in a prayer. He looks very meditative. He's kind of glowing because you're doing a lot of spiritual work as well in your past. I mean, it's probably not fair that I know you a little bit more than most people. <laughs> um, but it's also interesting how the cards, I mean, again, I do feel the cards are pretty accurate. Um, no matter, yeah. you know, you could have been a complete stranger and we would have figured out like you had a tough you know, pretty stressful past and that you were really into spiritual awakening as well in the past. Um, so let's move on to the present. We're going to focus more time on present and future. So present for lower self is the Harmony card, which is a very beautiful card um, in the Osho deck. And it's a person meditating and there's a light coming out of the person's heart and dolphins kind of flowing over the top of their head, which... Again, it, to me, it feels like you're in the flow of what you're doing right now. Um, and I think also the dolphins would be, for you, a reminder to also, it's okay to be playful. Um, even though you might possibly be having to work with like corporate people, like remembering your kind of fun, playful energy, I think it's going to be really important, especially as you come from the heart, which is your whole business coming from the heart. So I think this card mm -hmm. is really appropriate for present, lower self, yeah. how you Again, the lower self is going to be how you physically present yourself in the world or the results in the world. And so for you, it's heart-centered playfulness with that meditative state, that calm, peaceful state. Like it's all there in this one card. It's pretty cool. And that's that really represents who I think you are as well. It's really beautiful. And what's really cool too is on the higher self um, present card, it's uh, Paravati, and Paravati uh, in this deck is positive change. So again, if even if I didn't know you, I'd be like, wow, in this present moment, you know, you're thinking about or you're actively moving in this new career perspective. To me, it's saying um, this is really um, a great place for you to be in. Harmony, you're in harmony in the physical self, and this is positive change in the higher self aspect. So beautiful. Awesome. All right. So now moving on to the future, the future for lower self. And I think this, you know, it's going to be interesting to talk about this. But the so the card for the future self, uh, future lower self is the outsider. And it's a picture of a little kid who's behind um, uh, a, uh, like a, a iron gate. And there's chains wrapped all around it, making it look like it's locked. But there's a lock there. Um, but the lock isn't closed. It's actually open. And I think as you're moving into this new um, career opportunity, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be any surprise that you'll probably feel a bit of an outsider, even though you might know some of these people or some of the industries. The fact that you're coming at them from this new perspective, you're probably going to feel a little bit like the outsider, right? And kind of like having yeah. to explain, explain yourself a little bit more. Um and, you know, 
it's like it's going to take a bit of time for them to learn to trust you and learn that you're going to add value in the in the way that you present yourself. And I have a feeling we're going to need to pull another card or two at least in this future thing because this future is like to me it feels like just within the next few months. And same with the higher self. So the higher self is the open your heart to love or, or Jesus card, which again is this is exactly what you're meant to be doing in my opinion like bringing heart into corporation so even though the lower self sometimes is like eh, it's not quite as positive like eh, i don't like that feeling of being the outsider it's like but, but the higher self is totally supporting you because um you have such a big heart and that's what you're bringing into corporation and to me this is like a confirmation it's like if i were to look at the theme of this you know it's basically like you've done your prep work you know, you clearly weren't in a role that was serving you in the in the physical world, and now you're on the right path. And I would say keep going. But at the same time, I am curious. Um, let's go to the lower self, and it's. Um, do you want to go like six months out or end of the year? Let's go six months. Okay. So tell me when to stop. Okay. So, yeah, there's a theme here. I think you're going to be going through um, some transformation, I think, in the in the physical world. Uh, but the card that came up is aloneness. But the interesting thing with aloneness is it's a, it looks like a traveler in a cloak with, like, a staff. But out in front of him is this bright light. He's, like, walking towards this light. So to me, that what this means is, you know, within the next six months, you're still developing. You're still on the, the, the path. You're still developing. Um, you haven't seen, like, the fruits of this quite yet. So that's why let's go to the end of the year now. So let me tell me when okay. to stop. Stop. Okay. Yeah, so at the end of the year, um, it's a the integration card, and it's a very beautiful card. It's got the yin-yang, two hands holding the yin-yang, and then just um, an eagle and a swan, sun and moon, and then like a mandala above the person's third eye and a light coming out of the third eye. So to me, you know, this is going to be a year of probably, you know, working – and, you know, feeling the effects of, like, a startup, basically. But, like, by the end of the year, it all comes together. So I'm seeing this moving in a, you know, this is starting to move in a positive direction. But I think it's good to know, you know, it's going to take some time um, to get there. Right. Right. It's, that feels right. Makes sense. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think we all wish we could snap our fingers and like in your case, you have like a, a business that's sustaining um, and, you know, bringing in tons of stuff, but it's going to take a little bit of time according to the cards. Um, I think it's good to just keep that in mind. doesn't mean things can't accelerate, um, right? but that's kind of the theme for today. And then normally what I, and what I'm going to do for Sheldon is I'm going to take a picture of these cards and I'll, I'll email or text them to you, Sheldon, so you see them. Cool. Cool. But yeah, that's that's really quick and <laughs> how to do like a higher self, lower self. I think, it, you know, if this were a normal session, we would have taken a lot more time. Probably would have explored more future stuff also with the higher self as well. But I think 
for the time that we have for the show. Um, hopefully you got something out of it today, Sheldon. Uh, absolutely. I started crying with the Jesus card again. Oh, yeah, that's so perfect for you, especially the open your heart to love. That's that's so you. And while you're while you're still on the phone, because we only have I only have a few minutes left here. Um, I think I've already told you, texted you, but I just want you to know and everyone else to know Gary Renard is going to be on the show for the next show on Friday, February 9th. So that's going to cool. be exciting. Yeah. So um, hopefully you can cool. you can listen to that one uh, for sure, next time. and we'll see if Gary Gary wants to a- answer any questions. I think I think he probably would. <laughs> be awesome. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun for sure. Yes, definitely. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. But I'm also just really thankful um, that you called in today, Sheldon. Thank you so much. My pleasure, brother. Of course. And we'll be chatting soon, and I'll send you these pictures, too. Okay, cool. Thank you much, brother. All right. Thanks, Sheldon. All right. There goes Sheldon. Beautiful, beautiful man. Um, So, yeah, hopefully you get a sense of um, at least my interpretation of using Oracle cards um, and this quick example of how I do, like, a higher self, lower self spread. Um but if you have any questions based on what you heard, you can email me at storyteller at kreitza.com. That's K-R-Y-T-S-A.com. Um, you can also go to my website at kreitza.com, K-R-Y-T-S-A.com. If you like what you're hearing, um, you can sign up for the newsletter. And like what I lo- love to do is uh, if you sign up today, January 26th, 2018, I'll be more than happy to gift you with a free a 60-minute intuitive session, and plus you'll get free ebook downloads. So please consider that going over to Kreitza, K-R-Y-T-S-A dot com and signing up for the newsletter. That would be awesome. I'd really love to have you as part of our community. Send out newsletters um, just once a week on Sundays, and it'll, there'll either be some sort of theme or you know teaching lesson, or you'll get updates on the radio show um, or, again, the novel that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. All right. So um, I think that's going to be it for the show this week. And again, as a reminder, uh, we're going to have Gary Renard, A Course in Miracles, world-renowned A Course in Miracles author, who is visited by Ascended Masters, and he's been writing books about all the questions and answers he gets from them, and it's all about A Course in Miracles. We're going to be talking about his book, The Lifetimes That Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other, on Friday, February 9th, here on BBS Radio, uh, Channel 2 at 4 p.m. And I can't wait. All right. So uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Once again, thanks to Sheldon and thanks to the BBS folks. Love you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Much love to you all. Thanks.